0: If you can offer to your customers who, let's face it, right, those customers are using these other digital tools, right? And if you can offer those customers the ability to receive RTP, they're going to take advantage
1: of it. All right, welcome to another episode of FI Today, the podcast where we talk about all things banks, credit unions, payments, and more. I'm Kevin Miyamoto, co-founder and COO of Identify, also known as Moto.
0: Hello, Moto.
1: And we have an awesome episode lined up for you all today. We have avid Pittsburgh sports fan and current VP of Business Development at the Clearinghouse, House, Mr. Steve Douglas, joining us on the podcast today. So Steve, welcome.
0: Devin, I appreciate you having me. And just to clarify, uh, avid Pittsburgh sports fan, which does no longer include the Pittsburgh Pirates.
1: Okay. Well, hey, at least, honestly, I'm a D.C. sports fan. So... Um, <laughs> you feel my pain. Com- yeah. The, the, the commanders or Redskins, formerly Commanders. Now, they, we didn't even have a team named two years ago. We were the football <laughs> team. So no one can talk poorly enough about sports with me because the D.C. sports town just takes the cake. It's the worst sports town ever. Um, anyway, Steve, thank you for joining the show. Really appreciate having you on. Um, I guess to kick things off, give the viewers some background on who Steve Douglas is, and then how did you get to your position today?
0: Yeah, so, uh, so, so really quickly, um, I've spent geez, uh, longer than I would probably like to admit, um, uh, you know, since graduating college, um, in the banking sector. Um, so working in a few different roles, um, everywhere from running a a branch, uh, of a, of a private banking, uh, department, um, to, to the treasury management group, um, at, uh, at a large financial institution here in Pittsburgh. Um, and, and, so I've spent uh Jesus probably over 20 years now um in the industry uh and and really the the bulk of that time has been spent in the payment space um in the treasury management/payment slash payment space. And really what what's kind of driven me to this point here and and really my passion for for real-time payment real-time payment specifically is um a lot of those years were spent selling lockbox solutions. So 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 check uh, you know Physical check payment solutions. Um, no offense, those are very important, uh, and and they're not really going away as fast as as anybody has has uh, predicted in the U.S. Um, but it, you know, from a you know being new into the space uh, perspective, um, wasn't really where I saw myself spending my entire career. Um, and so I was lucky enough to work at the the uh, FI that that sent the very first real time payment. Um, And and so through that process, um, just really kind of fell in love with with what faster payments is, uh, where it's it's going um, and and really what it's how it's going to change, um, you know, how we all interact and and pay, you know, people that I I speak with outside of the industry that have no idea what RTP is. um, And I talk to them about it and you realize you see the light bulb kind of click and go on um, when they, when they realize the the benefits and, and the power of it.
1: Yeah. And you, you could say it, I mean, checks suck. It's no one, no one likes using checks, right? I mean, you think about when you're going to pay your, you know, handyman for putting a play set in the backyard for your daughter, which I'm going through right now, um, he only takes a check, right? Actually, I got a call from IFI today. Apparently, I only found a checkbook that was from an account that closed five years ago. So I, <laughs> I literally got a phone call like 20 minutes before this podcast and had to confirm that that was me actually writing that check and it wasn't fraud. But, you know, no one... Mm-hmm. We could talk about checks in general for a while, but you have to ask yourself as a consumer everyday person, do you, if I were to pay you for going out to dinner, am I going to write you a check or would I rather just send right. you... A Venmo payment or an instant payment of some sort—it's it's a a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, I mean it's you know when when you can control the settlement of that payment, I mean literally down to the seconds. Versus, you know, I remember a few years ago I gave my gave my aunt a check uh, for something, and and it took over like almost three months for her to cash the check. Right, I I mean waiting around for that is is in in today's you know today's expectations, we, we don't need to do that.
1: Yeah. Well, and then, you know, like balancing the checkbook, that that's a whole another thing too. If you're writing out a bunch of checks, you might not forget who, you know, who you send a check to. There's a, there's a whole thing, but that, that brings me to a good question, Steve. So this, is, we think this about... is a safe
0: space though, Kevin, right? This is a safe space. Yeah, I have absolutely. never balanced a checkbook. Yeah. <laughs> Ever.
1: So, so let's, let's talk about the advantages of RTP because right now, if you were to go ahead and Google what is an RTP payment or what is an instant payment or faster payment, the information out there is all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. want to hear it directly from the source. What is an RTP payment? And then, you know, let's have a broader discussion on what are the benefits of RTP payments as opposed to traditional forms of payments, namely checks and ACH and wire. Sure.
0: Sure. So, so what differentiates an RTP payment from, from a regular, um, a, a different type of faster payment, right? So, so same day ACH is is a type of faster payment. Um, an RTP is is what I call an immediate payment. So we have end to end settlement within fifteen seconds, right? Which gives two things, right? It it gives visibility um, to to that payment. So you know when I send Kevin a payment, I know right away because Kevin gets a message saying Steve sent you a payment. And I get a message saying Kevin received your payment. So on both ends, you receive that confirmation, um, and and so that 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 visibility, and then also that instant settlement, so that you know that it's there, and you can really time things out, right? I mean, think about the 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 utilization in a bill pay scenario, right? Being able to pay something, you know, at, at, let's say, you know, a Friday night at at ten o'clock, and you realize, oh darn, I didn't make. I don't know, my, my electric payment. And if I don't make it, you know, God forbid the, the lights are going to get shut off this weekend, right? You can control that. And on the other end, they know that the funds are, are there and they're good funds because there are irrevocable payments as well. So they can't be clawed back. So, so the, the instant payment and what RTP is, is an end to end settlement of that payment bank to bank within 15 seconds. So that, that differs, right? When I golf with my buddies, um, and I remember just joining TCH in in 2020, um, and and I, I was in this golf league, and and the guys were they were giving me grief one because you're gonna take a new job in in the middle of a of a pandemic, you're you're never gonna meet anybody that you work with, right? And then they said, well, what do you do? And so when we started talking about it, they said, but yeah, Steve, we've got Venmo, we've got Zelle, we've got PayPal, we can move money um, back and forth instantly already. Um, so, to the to the folks outside of the payments industry, they they see that that as hey, we've already got the money. To us, bankers and our folks in the industry, we realize that end to end settlement is actually really really important, right? Because banks on both sides are sure that they've got the money, and and then businesses are also sure that they have the money, and it can't be pulled back like an ACH.
1: Yep, and you know the other thing too is you you bring up kind of the Venmo example if I were to send you a Venmo payment today, you try to put it in, you know, withdraw and put it in your bank account to withdraw. Um, You can get it within a few seconds, you're gonna pay a fee for that, or you can wait 24 to 48 hours and have it funds finally hit your account where you're able to withdraw it. As opposed to, you know, an RTP payment where you send it to me, you know, you said it settles in 15 seconds and funds are available within that 15 seconds. So you send me a hundred bucks, I can immediately take that hundred dollars out and use it as I wish, which I I think is a, is a game changer as well. Correct. Yeah.
0: You know, and and again, my, my background was, I I mentioned kind of on the, the the check processing side. Um, I spent quite a bit of time, um, selling international payments as well. So correspondent banking perspective, right. Where, you know, you you would send a payment, send a wire. Think of that, um, you know, overseas. And and when they would get it, there was four stops in between. It took, you know, it's supposed to be instantaneous, but it took, you know, three days for them to realize that the funds were in their account. And then if you send a thousand dollars, and all of a sudden there's nine thousand, you know, five hundred and fifty-five dollars. What happened to the rest? Right? Mm-hmm. We have none of that in the RTP network. So the amount that is sent, there's no chunks taken. As it's currently set up, there is no correspondent banking capabilities. There are some things we're we're working on there, Um, and and, you know, to hopefully kind of grow the network and allow banks to to not have to um, as heavily invest in in you know operating new uh, new payment rails. Uh, Maybe they can they can work with a bank um, that's already doing that. We're we're working on that, and and I think that's something that we could see in the future. Uh, But right now, that's that's not the case. Um, But right now, it's it's uh, you know again from a you know, a payment type perspective. The, the, the things that, that I like to, to um, kind of highlight are the instant settlement, the visibility. And then the other part is is a relatively low cost, right? We don't set any prices um, as, a, as a network operator. We allow the banks to do that, right? They, we operate the rail, they develop the product and they set their prices. Um, but it, it's, it, you know, safe to say that, that what we uh, envision this network being is something that's accessible for all banks and affordable for all banks.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, that that's important to to point out in that, you know, you know, you and I have talked about this uh, a lot in that the RTP network isn't a product itself. It's just a payment rail. So right. for those FIs out there, if you're interested in implementing RTP, you're still going to have to build the products and services around the RTP network. Um, and it goes back to just the best practice of not just, you know, implementing RTP and trying to figure out how this could apply to your to your bank or, or credit union, really take a deep dive and look at your portfolio and see what products and services would apply to this subset of customers or members. And then would RTP help out with that subset and build it around your customer base, not just build it around the products. I think that's right. important to, to note.
0: Yeah, you know that, that's, that's really important to note because I think a lot of banks that have joined, right? Um, but most, first of all, most banks have joined. Um, so they're able to receive transactions. Um, first, but when they're starting to move towards the send functionality and, and, and all that that can provide, um, I think they're looking at it like, well, how do we, how do we boil the ocean here and, and, and kind of recreate everything? You don't need to do that. Right. At least the way that I look at it, what I think you need to do is look at maybe some verticals. What, what makes your financial institution, your financial institution, what separates you? develop products and services for your specific customers. If you have a vertical for um, mortgage originators or or somebody along those lines, right? This could be a perfect solution set and you can customize things and offer it to those specific customers. Um, You don't need need to give this to every single one of your customers, uh, the ability to send transactions. You have a a lot of control with the RTP network. Um, You don't need to give every single customer the, the ability uh, to, to send right now our, our, our limit is a million dollars. You don't need to give every customer the ability to send a million dollars. You can control that, um, so that you feel comfortable also from a risk and, and fraud perspective.
1: Yeah. One of the other things that I wanted to talk with you about is I hear it from various FIs out there that, Hey, you know, because it's 24 seven, I need to have people back office or in ops constantly manning. Uh, is that, is that true? I mean, how does no. it, how does it work? So, so think about how
0: you're operating your ATM network today, right? You don't have people sitting there uh, 24-7, um, you know, operating the the the, the back office uh, operations, operating the – we're going to edit that part out. Um, <laughs> uh, the The back office operations, you won't need um, 24-7, 365, right? Things, things move. People are taking money out um, from ATMs constantly around the clock now. And you don't do that. And it's very similar with RTP. That's exactly what we're seeing. We've seen banks. Um, and I was just on a panel with a, a bank that, that you know, the gentleman mentioned that specifically. He said, um, we do not staff any differently than than we did before we had RTP.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just important. And I, and I guess if you're thinking about the, the makeup right now, you said most banks today are received. So what does that mean?
0: So that means they're able to receive transactions right so that means that they can if their customers right are, are let, let's put it this way our three biggest use cases um our digital wallet payroll and cash outs right so cash outs would be gaming cash outs digital wallet would be you know a venmo or, or uh, a venmo or paypal transaction and pay payroll would just be getting you know getting paid via rtp um so the ability for your customers to receive those funds is really valuable to you as a, as a financial institution, right? Um, again, I mentioned the irrevocability of these payments. I mentioned the instant settlement. I mentioned the visibility, right? Those, those three really important things that make an RTP an RTP. Um, if you can offer to your customers who, let's face it, right? Those customers are using these other digital tools Right. And if you can offer those customers the ability to receive RTP, they're going to take advantage of it. Right they're, and And you as a bank might not even necessarily know they can go into their Venmo app and they can pull those funds down. And there's not a whole lot you as a bank have to do. You have to take in that money. You have to make it available to your customer immediately. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. So right now we have three hundred and forty plus banks on the network. Uh, I think it's three forty one. Uh, that number will change, I believe tomorrow. We have, every Wednesday um, is when we typically kind of update those numbers. so three forty one, I believe was what I saw last week. Um, and and that means three hundred and forty one banks are able to receive transactions. We are seeing more banks move to the send space. Um right now, that number's not nowhere near the the you know the size of of the full network, right? But it's it's still you know we're seeing the large cash management banks um, kind of as the you know driving um, a lot of the send volume, but we're also seeing uh, there are two uh, community banks um, that are in our top five for senders. They they've developed really you know powerful use cases, Um, and so uh, there's you know I think really good things happening with the network. Really good momentum, um, and 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 just you know a, a really positive vibe right now. Uh, around TCH regarding the RTP network.
1: Yep. So, so send or receive bank, meaning that I can receive I or me as the receive bank or my customers can receive RTP transactions, send and receive means that my customers can both initiate and receive RTP transactions. Correct. Yep. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. No, I mean, and, and that's great. And I guess, you know, some of the other things that I've been hearing just from some of the different FIs out there, is that we're interested, but we're also not interested. Not sure it might be a big lift. Um, they're, they're worried about the staffing, as I as I mentioned before. So, from your perspective, you know, is it is it a big lift? Are there things that FIs can do to make it easier on themselves? What's the for normal sure. process or timeline take? I think a lot of people would would be interested if they knew how easy it would be, if it is easy, uh, to to connect. Um, so, I'd love to you know talk through that process.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really it really is quite simple. Um, we've done quite a bit of of work, uh, marketing material that's out there, podcasts that that we've done. Um, shameless plug for the payment nerds, which is which is our podcast as well, uh, but. What we've done and and we've worked with third party service providers, so fintech companies um, that can help financial institutions to connect to the RTP network in as little as as four to six weeks, really. Wow. Um, and it can even be less than that depending on on the speed with which you know the paperwork moves and and all of that kind of stuff. So um we say four to six weeks, you know, buy a little bit of of time in there, but uh, it can be even a little bit quicker if you choose a provider. That is what we call express onboarding. So that means what we've done is, is we, as you can imagine, right, almost 10,000 banks in the country. Us as an organization, if we were to try to onboard 10,000 banks at once, it, it would be, you know, it, it, yeah, take
1: forever. I
0: mean, no organization can, can handle that, right? It's just a huge task. Um, but we, we've partnered with these fintechs, with these, we call them third-party service providers. Um, think of, you know, some of the major uh, core providers, um, think of some smaller kind of startups as well. Uh, we partner with them and they bring a bank to say, hey, we want to use the RTP network. We help them uh, to, to get through that process. We, they stand that bank up. Once they stand up three banks, um, that institution, that, that TPSP is, is now allowed to implement more banks or more FIs, so, so um, credit unions as well. They, they can implement those FIs on their own without involvement. So we've really done a kind of a train the trainer module um, or model, I should say, uh, for um, for these TPSPs. And so what that does is that allows those, those FIs to join very, very quickly. Um, as far as the lift goes, right? There's, there's some technical work that you'll need to do with, with that TPSP. Um, there's also a piece, and and I don't want to get too technical here, right? But the way this all operates is is via one central account at the New York Federal Reserve, and every bank on the network. Think of it as a big pie. Everybody has a slice of that pie, and that your slice kind of ebbs and flows, right? As you get transactions in, or if you're sending transactions, are going out. So your size of your of your pie can kind of ebb and flow. Um, as a receive institution, all you really need to do is is move those funds. Out at really whichever uh, cadence you wish, right? It can be every day, it can be every week, it can be every month, it can be every hour. For you know, uh, you know, all, all we really uh, care. I mean, that's that's totally up to you as an FI. Uh, you don't have any balance requirements to keep in that account. Um, all you're going to be doing is is taking those funds in, and then subsequently matching those funds that you've taken into the customer's account that's included in the message that you receive, um, you know, with with every payment. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So really, really simple. I think I probably made it a little bit more difficult there. Um Just once I get once I get going and talking about you no, know,
1: I mean that, um, the the uh, yeah the um uh, for sure like the the reserve requirements that that is that's going uh, that's that's pretty far in the details for a lot of folks. But I think the the biggest thing is what you just said partnering with the TPSP third party service provider. Really makes it a, a pretty simple and straightforward process. And so, mm-hmm. if FIs are interested in getting set up and, and running on the RTB network, there's a lot of help and there's a lot of resources, and there's other third party providers that can really assist them with that process.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I would say that's, you know, the the number one thing is some banks have connected directly to us, right? And that involves a whole host of of yeah. you know different technical requirements, that can take time, right? It's it's certainly more robust. Um, but it, it, it can take a lot of time to do that. And not every bank has the time. Not every bank has, um, the ability or, or the cost, uh, yep. you know, so it, it's, it's, you know, th- there's a lot there, but if you find the right TPSP, right. And, and you find one, whether it's your core provider or a, a company outside of, of your core provider that, that you choose to use, um, it, it can be a really, really simple process.
1: Yep. And so last thing I want to touch on before I let you go and, um, uh, hopefully, you're able to comment on this. Obviously, Fed Now is coming out next month. I've heard you speak at numerous conferences. It's not—it's not an either or. It's more of a—you know—really, FI should be looking to implement both. So, I'd love to hear it from you. Um, yeah. What what approach are a lot of uh, the the top FI's taking when it comes to RTP and Fed Now? Um, would just love to hear your perspective on that.
0: Yeah. So again, Kevin, you're exactly right. Um, this isn't a, this isn't a, a one or the other. Um, this isn't going to be a winner and a loser, right? Um, you know, I, I speak at, at a number of conferences and I speak quite frankly with, um, you know, well, members vet, of, the, of the federal reserve, yeah. right? I mean, so, yeah. and, and, and we get along very well um, and they they are our competitor. They're our regulator, right? It's a really unique um, setup. But when you look at the industry itself, Right, we look at ACH. We operate an ACH network. They have an ACH network. We operate a wire network. They have a wire network. Checks, checks. Right. So we've got all of these things, and we compete with each other all the time. This is going to be the same thing, right? Eventually, where we're five years in, they're just getting started. So they're, you know, they're going to kind of probably come at this, um, you know, uh, a, a bit more slowly, uh, just getting started. Right. That's that's to be expected. But there's not gonna be a winner and a loser here, right? This is this is going to be two networks. And I think, I, I think it behooves every financial institution to be a member of both networks. So you can, because you, you can receive payments from regardless uh, the, 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 the financial institution that wants to send you a payment, you can receive it. The worst mm-hmm. thing you can do as an FI, right? Is, is to have a customer, say you've worked with a small business as they've grown over the years. Um, The worst thing that can happen is as they grow up, they say, you know what, we need to receive these payments. And now we can't do it because you're not connected to one or the other. They go down the street, they they meet a banker from a different institution that has the ability to connect to both networks or is already connected. And they say, you know what, I want to do this with you. But when they go to that bank, that bank's going to say to them, well, we don't just want your deposit accounts. We want your lending relationships. We want all of your investments. We want all of that stuff, right? And, and now you as an institution who's grown up with helped this, this company grow you, you're, you're left out in the cold because they're moving all of their business away from you. Well, right? So,
1: yeah, I mean, you, you hit it on the head. It's, you know, let's imagine that um, especially when we talk about FinTechs and embedded payments and how that's just a booming industry in itself. But if I'm a, you know, let's say that I am a, a driver for a ride share company and I want to get paid out instantly. Well, if my FI doesn't have RTP, and you know, that rideshare company leverages RTP. Guess what? I'm out of luck. I can't get paid out instantly, yeah. right? So what do I do? Right. I'm not going to change my desire to want to get paid out earlier. I'm just going to find a new FI where I can get paid out earlier. And then to your point, mm-hmm. maybe it starts with just the 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 payouts. Pretty soon it could move to checking. Pretty soon it could move to mortgage. And there's a whole domino effect. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. It's better to have options for your customers or your members. Rather than mm-hmm. just dictating to them, "Hey, you must right. have this in order to do that,"
0: yeah, yeah. So, I, again, I just think to reiterate that point, though, Kevin, it, it's this isn't a, an either-or proposition. This is this is you. You really need to be on both. Um, there will be institutions that are sending primarily on one or or sending primarily on the other, and you want to be able to catch those payments, which you know, regardless which which network they fall on.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so last question for you before I let you go. Um, let's say that a, an FI out there, bank or credit union is thinking, you know, we're not sure if we should move forward with RTP. What are some questions that they should be asking themselves to determine whether or not RTP makes sense for them?
0: Um, so I would ask them whether they see, uh, you know, the digital payment space as, as the future, um. I've not I've not run into any banks or, or uh, credit unions yet that have said you know, Steve, we're really banking on on checks making a big comeback um, and you know, you know in the next twenty years becoming the you know overwhelming uh, way that people pay. Um, so I have not I've not run into anybody asking me that question. The, what they have asked is, you know, that question essentially leading to well, should I wait for Fed now or should I join RTP? Um, so I, I would say this, it's, it's here, we're seeing over 19 million transactions a month uh, on the RTP network right now. These are not transactions that are taking really, you know, this isn't converting ACH to to RTP or wires to RTP. These are, by and large, new transactions that are out there in the space. Um, and so what I would say to those, those FIs is, do you want your customers to be able to receive these funds and do you want to give the best possible customer experience to your clients? And if the answer is yes, we do. Right. Then you need to, you need to take advantage of, uh, of RTP, um, or, and or fed now, right. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's important. And, and again, we've done this in a way that we hope, um, you know, really it doesn't require a ton of lift. Um, you know, based on the, the the model that you choose to to utilize.
1: Yep, yep. So, Steve, thank you so much. Lots of good information. If listeners want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get in contact?
0: Yeah. So you, you can either reach out to me on LinkedIn. So Steve Douglas, uh, Douglas has two S's. Um, or you can you can uh, reach out to my email, which is just steve douglas the clearinghouse org.
1: Very good. All right, Steve. Thank you much, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Really appreciate it. And for those listeners out there, we'll see you on the next one.